In a world full of anger, strife, and plagues, a constant struggle is battled out between good and evil, right and wrong. And for over seven years, the IndieCast is here to try to make you forget all of that. With interviews, pop culture talk, and the best in sexual innuendo. So sit back and relax as Chad, Zach, and Luna welcome you to the IndieCast. Exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the IndieCast. I am Zach Romero. Joining me here shortly is going to be Chad Allen, and this is part two of our incredible sit-down interview with the one and only JT Energy. Now, for anybody who didn't listen to the last episode, we learned a lot about JT's origin story and a lot about the seminars that he attended in, in his uh, career thus far and learning from people like Glacier and Jerry Lawler and these like great figures in professional wrestling, as well as some of the smaller indie guys. And so now this part two sort of begins a trend that we want to follow through going into 2021, and that is for this to be a place that can be informative for up-and-coming professional wrestlers. Yes, this is a show about goofs and gaffs, and yes, we're still going to be talking about silly shit, but we also want this to be somewhat of a learning place for young and up-and-coming wrestlers. So, in this in this part, we focus up with JT, and we talk about where do we go in terms of starting out as a wrestler, about branding yourself, you know, how do you really launch yourself as a as uh, a whole persona. And so we're going to talk about that in this episode. We're definitely going to go over the final three questions and uh, all kinds of zany details along the way. So without further ado, let's continue the episode. So let me ask you this, because you've, you've taken a lot of seminars. You've, you've been doing this for a, a little while now. Um, um, if you had some advice, if, if we did like the, the mini JT energy seminar right now, um, for somebody that's coming in and listening now, what what are what's one or two good pieces of advice you would want to give to somebody that might be starting out? Um, the number one thing is whatever you're going to do, have fun. You have to have fun. And it doesn't have to show on your face that you're having fun. Having fun is a state of mind. And when you're having fun, you're relaxed. And when you're relaxed, you realize that there's only a couple of things that matter. And the number one thing that matters is that the people that are there watching you that day, they come back next time because you're not working for the people that are in attendance tonight. You're working for the people that are going to come to the next show. And the only way that people come to the next show is that they leave tonight's show talking about next time. Mm. So, when it comes to professional wrestling, it's I like having a, a diverse amount of opponent and learning stuff. And the reason that you learn stuff is because you're just putting more tools in your toolbox. But if you walk into a guy's garage that has 10,000 tools and he spent so much money and time on all that stuff, the one thing that I probably need 90% of the time is just a hammer, and a Phillips head screwdriver. Maybe some duct tape. That's Fair what, enough. That, Always that's duct tape. Fi- that's what fixes stuff. That's what the common person that would go to Walmart, that's what they're going to buy. That's what they need to build. When it comes to professional wrestling, 
if you look at a war games match or a singles match or an intergender match or a ladder match, all that matters is the last 10 seconds of that match because it's the finish. And if the finish does its job, everyone is either going to lose their minds or they're going to boo the living daylights out of the bad guy. So when it comes to stuff like putting a match together, thinking about your character, the thing that's important is connecting with the crowd, knowing who you are, because that's what makes live professional wrestling fun. And we're living in a different day and age when it comes to it, that we're working in a different way than we ever have. But now what I'm working on, I'm working on connecting with the people that are going to view my stuff online. I need mm. to give them more. I, I need to give them more than just what I think JT energy is. I have to have layers to myself that they can dig into to find out more about why they like me in a weird way or why they just absolutely despise my existence. So when so it comes the, to go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. Finish, finish your thought. I was going to say, when it comes to professional wrestling, when it comes down to it, when you show up to any show, as a professional wrestler, just remember you're there to have fun. You're ne- at the end of the night, it could be your last night. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring for you. So just make every match as fun as it could be. Like it's going to be your last match because every single match does matter. Don't ever just think, oh, it's, it's a fair show and it's a night off. We don't have <clears> to <throat> do anything. It's No, it can be the greatest match that no one will ever see if you want it to be. Just remember that at the end of the night, try to be the person that everyone in that crowd walks away and they go, oh, my God, I love that guy or I hate that guy. or That guy was crazy. He's got to have an Instagram. He's got to have a YouTube. I need to see more of him. That's the point. People need to know your name and where you're going to be next. Because if your name is in a bunch of people's mouths, promoters want you on their shows because Very they true. know people are people are going to come to their show because everybody won't shut up about JT energy in his butt. <laughs> so, so you did an incredible job with like, we basically just gave away a pro wrestling Ted talk uh, about in ring and, and, and connecting with fans. Now I want to know from like a merchandising marketing brand perspective, if you have any advice for, for young up and coming wrestlers, because I find that it feels like a lot of new talent really struggle in that department. That they kind of uh, feel it, like, oh, well, you know, I'll maybe have some 8x10s, I'll have like a t-shirt and I'll call it a day. And, and that's sure. the end of it. <laughs> well, it, it, depends on, it depends on what you want to get out of professional wrestling. Because not every person is the same, right? True, not that's every, true. Not, not every person is trying to be the rock or stone cold. There is going to be people in this world... Um, so I picked up on some tidbits earlier today. Uh, again, R- Renee Young or John Moxley's wife, she has her own podcast now. And she interviewed her husband on the first podcast. John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, does not care about merchandise. He does not care about social media. All he ever cared about was having a match, telling a story, and then getting to the next town and doing it again over and over and over. There are people that have to hound him as the AEW 
heavyweight champion and be like, will you please post something something on Twitter? <laughs> Anything, please. Seriously. And that's his story. That's a totally different type of person when it comes to professional wrestling than other people. When I look at professional wrestling, I understand my age. I understand my limitations. I understand who I am and what I want to portray. And I get that I have to be smart about how I'm going to use my body to get as long out of this business as I'm hoping for. So when I try to think to myself, okay, how would I brand myself as a character? Well, when it comes to my flavor of professional wrestling that I love, I try to think about the people that made me love professional wrestling. What, what drew me into liking someone like Diesel? What made me draw into liking Razor Ramon or Jeff Hardy or Batista or CM Punk or Seth Rollins? I try to look at what they did and I try to emulate little bits and pieces of it because you have to think to yourself that every single person that you see on television or on the internet or on Instagram, whatever it is, they're marketing what you're seeing. Everything that you see with your eyes is some way, in some way, shape or form marketed to you, whether it's the t-shirt they're wearing, the pose that they're hitting in the corner, it's all specific stuff. So when you think of what you are as a professional wrestler, you have to think down to the most minute details, like how am I going to tape my wrists? Am I going to wear shoes or boots? What color am I going to wear? Because someday a little kid could want to be you for Halloween. And if they can go to Walmart or Target and they can buy the appropriate stuff so their mom or dad can help them make a Halloween costume, you're doing it right. That's the type of stuff that you need to get down to the nitty gritty with. Because when people come to indie shows, sure, they can buy a t-shirt. But it's another $20 black t-shirt that they already have 20 of in their closet <laughs> that they look at twice a year and they go, shit, I forgot I had that guy's t-shirt. I'm going to wear that today. And mm -hmm. one person goes, hey, dude, cool shirt. And you're like, I totally forgot I even had this, just like the other 20 black shirts I have. Think to yourself, what would I put on a shirt? that would make this person want to wear it a lot. Is it a comfy shirt? Is it a plain cotton shirt? Like you have to ask yourself those questions when you're coming up with designs and you should be looking at not only the people that you work with in your promotion, but the surrounding promotions, the larger scene, what's popular, what's not popular, what's something that hasn't been done. Try to be innovative, you know, Every now and then, it's worth taking a risk, not only on yourself as a professional wrestler with maybe the way that you look, but also the type of merchandise that you're putting out for the fans. Don't be scared to try something crazy like vinyl decals for a car because you never know. Maybe you have a cool catchphrase that someone does want a bumper sticker of. True. So don't limit yourself. Don't be generic. Don't be vanilla. Yes, we all need a vanilla base or a chocolate base or whatever you want to use, depending on what kind of ice cream you like. But it's think about the sprinkles. Think about the texture. Think about, you know, how you're going to how you're going to have that ice cream, whether it's going to be in a shake or a malt or a sundae. That's that's the in-depth stuff that you have to think about. So just think outside. Do 
things like eight by tens, like t-shirts. But don't forget, when winter comes around, if you have enough money to make beanies, make a beanie. Make one or two hoodies. Someone will buy it. It's cold at a show. Very true. Very true. Even here in Florida, occasionally, it does get cold during a show. <laughs> once in a blue it's, moon. It's, once in a blue moon, it does happen. Um, so, okay, so I'm going to go even kind of a bigger scene than this one here. You uh, wrestle out of, uh, out of Iowa uh, is kind of your, your main home area here. And um, I, I have noticed lately that the kind of that upper Midwest area is starting to become very interesting as it becomes, as it started, that scene is starting to grow. Tell me a little bit about almost specifically for Iowa, but just for that entire area, kind of uh, ways that you're, you're looking at to try to, to try to grow that scene a little bit. How it, how it, cause we're down here in Florida where there's uh, Zach, what was it? 60 something different companies that ran yeah, last pre, year, at least pre pandemic that we were at at least 62 actively running wrestling companies in the state of Florida. Dang. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's, it's, it's a big state. I get it. But well, it's, it's also the wild west out here. So sure. <laughs> yeah. there's no rules. Yeah. So anybody could have a wrestling yeah. company. Uh, so the Iowa independent scene has grown a little bit over the last couple of years um, that I've been on, on the, on the roads, hitting the towns. Uh, we primarily there's, we're based out of Davenport, Iowa, and that's SCW pro. Um, there's a new upstart company called rugged pro wrestling that just, uh, hopped on the board within the last year or two. Um, they are a very intriguing new promotion, uh, just getting their feet wet, and hopefully someday I have a chance to work for them. Um, but the, a couple of the mainstays that have been around uh, the Iowa scene as well are there's a company called Central Empire Wrestling. That's where I wrestled uh, Jerry the King Lawler. There's 3XW Wrestling. That's where I had a chance to wrestle Glacier. And there's also an Impact Pro Wrestling uh, based out of the Des Moines area, just like 3XW Wrestling. So there's a handful of promotions uh, that have had the chance to run shows uh, out of this area. Every now and then you'll get another promotion pop up once every couple of years, like Iowa Championship Wrestling. Uh, they had Hurricane Helms on a show a couple of years ago. Um, and... <laughs> Sadly, right before this pandemic, the Iowa Championship Wrestling was going to have their second show since that Hurricane Helm show. And the main event was going to be myself versus Rory Fox, which is the MTV reality star uh, that did the true life. I want to be a pro wrestler. He's mm -hmm. out of the Iowa area. And the third guy in the match uh, was going to be Alex Riley, the guy that used to be the right hand uh, right-hand man of the Miz. Yeah. He was making his comeback for professional wrestling, and he was going to be the third man in the triple threat match. So I was really bummed that that match got taken away, sadly, because of the pandemic, because that one was really going to be uh, one to put on the resume and look back on and be proud of. So there's a little bit of a scene here. There's a handful of companies. If you start to venture over into, like, Nebraska, there's a handful of companies. Minnesota's got a couple. 
you start to get a little bit more of a hotbed when it comes to professional wrestling. If you go into the Chicago and Illinois area, and especially if you start to trickle into Indiana, but when it comes to it, like Illinois is where you have your bigger companies like AAW pro and freelance wrestling. That's, that's the places that we're able to bring in people like Sammy Callahan, the Lucha brothers who were really making a big name for themselves. People even like the rascals, Mance Warner, Jake something. A lot of people nowadays that you're seeing on impact wrestling. And even some people that graduated to like AEW. That's where I feel like a lot of us in the Midwest want to graduate to. We want to find the niche in our market to be able to graduate to that larger promotion so we can become the small fish in the big pond again. There's another great company uh, based out of Minnesota called First Wrestling, run by Eric Cannon, the PBR superstar. Amazing. Yep. That's another place where it's kind of, if you can get yourself there, that's a really good place to be as well. So I'm hoping that over the next couple of years, I'm cutting my teeth on the independent scene here in the Iowa market. Those are companies I really want to have an opportunity to work for because the people on those shows are only going to make me better. And I'm going to learn from when it comes to taking my game to the next level. Uh, Sadly, there's also uh, another company, a show got taken away. The big company run by Sammy Callow out of the Des Moines area. And sometimes the Ohio area is the wrestling revolver. The Wrestling Revolver mm. has had some really cool shows when it comes to uh, Iowa in the Ohio area. A lot of great people come into those shows, and I had an opportunity to be in a couple scramble matches on those shows, and I was able to have a dance-off in a scramble match with Rich Swan, and that get, there's a gif of that out there. And if I thought that one day I'd be able to walk up to Rich Swan in a locker room and say, hey, Rich, can we have a dance off out there tonight? And he goes, absolutely, baby. Anything you want to do, man. When I got to have a dance off with Rich Swan, I was like a pig in shit. I was so happy. <laughs> so yeah, we have a really good scene out here. I know it's going to grow because you know, the black and brave wrestling Academy is putting out great students. Some of the students decide to stay here. Some of them go back to where they're from. Um, but even someone like Ben Carter, who just popped off and had a really great end of 2020 when he was on AEW, mm-hmm. he was on impact wrestling. Uh, you know, I can't say where he did or didn't end up, but Ben Carter, someone who came from the black and brave wrestling Academy, he was on the show for us in this in October, I believe. And by the end of the month, guess who wasn't going to be on any more SCW pro shows, Ben right. Carter. So when it comes to the people that we're putting out in the state of Iowa, we're trying to build superstars to make people like Seth Rollins proud. He wants to give back to professional wrestling, and he doesn't give us anything. We earn everything. So I don't ever want anyone to think, oh, you were trained by Seth Rollins. Yeah, and you know what that means? It means nothing. It means I chose the guy that was the best in the business at the time, to learn the craft that I wanted to learn. If I wanted to go play basketball and LeBron James had a camp that taught me how to play basketball, guess who I'm going to try to learn from? Probably LeBron freaking James. So 
when it comes down to it, you have to invest in yourself. And I chose to invest into the school that was run by the, the guy that was going to be the WWE champion within months of me going to school. So I invested in myself. I can't say it enough. You have to invest in yourself when it comes to pro wrestling. If you're going to treat it like it's a business, treat yourself like you're a businessman and a businesswoman. Look to the people that are the best in this business and the people that are out to make it better. And those are the people you want to learn from. You know, and it's always made me wonder, like, sometimes why people will give give people shit for going to a school that's run by somebody. You're absolutely right. You know, you know, if you're playing basketball and LeBron is, has a school, you go to that school. If you have somebody like Seth Rollins who runs a school, you go to that school. If you've got, you know, like some of the best schools out there, you know, make sense of why they are the way they are. The Dudleys have a school here in Florida, multi-time world tag team champions. Booker T has a school in Texas, you know, obviously, yeah. you know, a hall of famer, uh, you know, Lance Storm used to have a school in Canada. Um, uh, the, the Samoans have a school in Pennsylvania, I do believe. There's all yeah. these schools run by, by names who have been there and at, at the highest level, why would you not go there? Why would you go to the school that's run by like, you know, hey, I, you know, the school that's run by the guy that, yeah, he may have gotten trained by Alpha, but he maybe did like one or two dark matches on Raw and maybe did some, you know, did some kind of cool stuff in Oregon. Like, yeah. who, <laughs> that's not not the same thing. Um, well, and I think when it comes to becoming a professional wrestler, there's so many different levels of professional wrestling that. I, I, if you dream to become a professional wrestler, just ask yourself what level of professional wrestler that you're looking to become. Because if you want to be able, like if you have an independent promotion that you have watched for years and you go, I want to do that. I want to wrestle for whoever, insert your local promotion. Great. I bet that local promotion trains guys and I bet they have some type of program where they'd love to have some new blood come into their show over the next couple of years. But if I say to myself, you know what? Someday I would love to wrestle on Monday Night Raw. I want to become a WWE superstar. And there's a school run by a WWE superstar who's in the main event picture all the time. I don't know why I wouldn't go there. So when it comes to it, just ask yourself the true question of how high on the totem pole of professional wrestling do you want to go? Because even nowadays they have the nightmare factory down in Georgia where it's run by QT Marshall and people like Cody Rhodes pop their head in all the time. They're trying to make, they're trying to give back to professional wrestling. So go learn from the people that you watch on the TV that you idolize. They are willing to give, any and all information they can to the next generation because they're trying to keep this sport around for as long as we can. Yeah, true. There's a finite amount of wrestlers out there, so we got to keep, you know, the production going so that we can keep this whole thing going. Absolutely. So, uh, well, JT, before we start getting into the, the infamous final three questions that we ask everybody, I do have one last one on here that I wrote that I have to ask about. Um, and it's kind of a dream match here, uh, and I'd be interested to see what your thoughts on that dream match would be. Uh, let's call this the booty battle. 
JT Energy, the Booty King, the Six Star Booty versus Sunny Kiss. Who wins? Oh man, you! This is a dream match that I yes, talked. Yes, to, I have I have talked and tweeted about for a couple of years now, and I don't know. I don't. I think you have two perspectives here. You have someone like Sonny Kiss, who is an absolutely stunning athlete. And you have a young, hungry upstart like myself. I think we, man, I don't know. We might, we, we might get down to a twerk off of some type. <laughs> and Sonny's got a lot of jiggle going on in all the best ways. Um, I don't know. You know what? Maybe I would, uh, maybe I would try to get something like that going. And before Sonny could even know what was happening, roll, roll, roll Sonny up, pull the tights and put it to bed. That, that may be the, that may be the best course. So I would try to use my booty to make Sonny show off his booty. So that way I could take advantage of that butt being shown off too much. <laughs> that was almost like a poem at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a haiku. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, well, uh, we will uh, get into, I think, the final three questions. And uh, Zach, I will start, obviously, with the uh, Trevin Adams memorial question, even though, as we always say, Trevin Adams is mm, not dead. Very much alive, Hi, Tre- yes. Hi, Trev. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, in this, uh, wonderful, uh, art of professional wrestling here, uh, you're you get stealing my out. opening lines. George. I know. And I realized I was going to the wrong question and I was trying to, I was trying to turn <laughs> and you called me on it. I was hoping you would ignore it, but you didn't, you bastard. Um, so, uh, it's late at night. You're doing the drives. Uh, you're on your way home. You have a rumbly in your tumbly. Uh, and though you don't normally eat too much of that, the, the horrible fast food and sugar and candy, God, you need something to eat. Well, you're coming over a hill and you see a shining beacon of food that's about to come up here for you. And you know, you're going to be able to find something. Is that shining beacon a sheet or is it a Wawa? Well, you're currently talking to the Midwest. And when it comes to the Midwest, all you're hoping for when you come over that hill is probably a Casey's or a come and go. No sheets, no Wawa's. Yeah. Just that's... Casey's or come and go. That's now, all we have. Now between I the like two. I feel like that's on the giant billboard when you're driving into Iowa. Is it's Casey's and come and go. That's all we have. Yeah. That's... Pretty much. So then well, let's do the Midwest version of this. So you're driving over that hill. It's a Casey or a come and go. Which one are you which one are you pulling into? You've got one on either side of the street, kind of like when the way CVS and Walgreens are always right across the street from each other. Sure, sure. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull for a Casey's, um, which will make one of our graduates, the one called Manders, the Corn Belt Cowboy. Mm-hmm. He constant he constantly tweets at Casey's trying to get sponsored. <laughs> God, I hope it happens for him someday. Um, but what I like to do is my personal preference. So depending on how tired I am, if it's after a show and I have a long drive, let's say, I don't know, over two hours, 
and I need to stay awake. Um, I'm probably going to try to look for some energy. I don't want to sip on an energy drink. I like to take shots. So if they have the bang energy shots, I will get a bang energy shot. If not, my go-to, of course, is a five-hour energy. That's just to put a little pep in my step and get the blood flowing again. Because I know I have to be awake for a couple hours when I don't want to. I want to be in my bed, not on the road. But as so is the life of a pro wrestler. I'm going to grab a water to go with that. Because I know I'm probably dehydrated because I haven't drank enough water the whole day during the show. So I can get all my veins popping. So I need to rehydrate and be ready to get some good sleep. So I'm going to get some type of energy shot. I'm going to grab a water. And I need some substance in my belly. So if I'm lucky, they have one of those Lenny and Larry's cookies. True. Those are delicious. Oh, my God. Give me a cookie and a cookie that's eh, somewhat good for me. So I'll grab one of those. Hopefully, uh, possibly a Quest bar, chocolate chip cookie dough if they have it. And usually I'll try to look for a bag of like planters mixed nuts. So I can get a little bit of fat in me as well. So I'll get a couple of things. Um, But before I exit the Casey's, I try to stay as mentally and insanely tough as possible. So I walk by the spinning pizza display. I open the door. I take the biggest whiff of that pizza possible. And then I shut the door and I go pay for my stuff. And I remember (laughs) all the great times that I had with pizza. And I say, Nope, I'm a professional wrestler, and I try to have pizza only once a year, and that's on my birthday, and then I get back on the road, and I start telling stories with my friends again, so that way I'll stay up, and we don't have to worry about anybody getting sleepy. Excellent. I would say, Chad, I I, uh, am reminded of uh, the days talking with Brian Cage about uh, spending time in a Wawa, holding on to Little Debbie snack cakes, just feeling them, not eating them. Just right. feeling them. Just clutching them to himself for a bit to, to, to like, take it in. So I actually Wait, have a very interesting... Is that what he used to do? That's exactly what he would used to do. Is he, he would go... He, if he was starving on the road, he would, similar, you know, he'd grab, like, some waters or, you know, something protein-related. But he has apparently just an absolute killer sweet tooth. So he would just hold, like, little Debbie snack cakes. He would just stand there and just hold them and just think about... How amazing they are. And then once the, the, the moment had passed, that he would put them back on the shelf and, and finish his purchase and get out. I think if I'm ever lucky enough again to have a chance to travel and do some wrestling, I'm going to make sure that one of my friends records me just squishing some Hostess snack cakes or Little Debbies in my hand and just hashtag Brian Cage Challenge and send it go. to him. And we amazing. need to start this. Because Absolutely. every pro every pro wrestler on the road needs to have the willpower of Brian Cage and exactly. also have us squishing little snack cakes in our hands and then just putting them back. Well, we can, not only that, not only should we put Brian Cage over, but also that sounds like a subgenre for like an OnlyFans account of just squishing <laughs> snack cakes. Yeah, very, exactly. Just, maybe just ripping. Maybe if in 2021 I try to be a dummy and start a Patreon. 
maybe that's what you get at the one dollar tier is the weekly video of me squishing some snack cakes from aggressively my grabbing snack cakes. <laughs> Each week, I will explode a different snack in my hands as I squeeze the bag and then throw it in the garbage. There you go. And okay. if for for two dollars a month, you can vote on what snack snack cake you want. There you go. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So now let me let me ask you a question here. I'm very interested to know because this is uh, this is killing me, and I'm noticing this a lot lately. Um, Bang Energy, why why has that become such a thing in the wrestling community lately? Do you have any insight for us on why Bang has become such a big thing? Um, so I think a lot of us we were afforded two options for a long time, kind of like if you try to think of just think of soda. You had Pepsi, you had Coke, and that was it like a long long time well when it comes to energy drinks there's really only two names in the game you had red bull and you had monster and so you had to kind of sit back and be like oh okay what are we going to do but then you get these crazy new companies who come around and of course it's called bang what a great name if you think that's not part of like oh what it's called bang just like monster like it's a singular word that has like an image in your head. You go, oh, bang. Well, I think if you think about how they market their cans and how they market the taste of those things, that's exactly what gets people hooked. You look at it and you go, whoa, that's a new color I've never seen. What's right. the name of it? And the name is some crazy pineapple party in your mouth. And you go, oh, I've never had pineapple party in my mouth. Well, <laughs> guess what? You probably want to try it. Even if it sucks, Bang still got you to buy one. And they got you to talk to someone else about that. And that person might be like, oh, my friend said he didn't like that. I wonder if I won't like that too. And that friend also going to buy at least one because they want right. to try it. So when it comes down to it, I think when they jumped on the bandwagon, they went hard and heavy really fast. And everybody was like, hell yeah, I want to try Bang. And now there's all these insane flavors and color combinations that you can get. Like they've kind of hit their peak when it comes to it. But even someone like myself, when I saw that Bang made energy shots, I was like, oh, no. Now you're, <laughs> coming, in on, you're coming in on my five-hour energy game. And I go, well, if they're good and I try one, I go, damn it. It was good. And I think I'd rather buy a bang than a five-hour energy. But every now and then, I still want to switch it up. That's why when uh, the company Rain came along, everybody was like, oh, have you tried the new flavor of Rain? Because, again, it's a black can, and they do different color combinations on it. But it's one of those things where someone finally in a boardroom somewhere went, hey, we're going to have energy drinks, we're going to call them bang, and we're going to do crazy colors. And who are they going to be marketed towards? All the people that need to stay up really late and party. Perfect. Sounds like we got a winner. And what did they have on their hands? A freaking winner. Yes. So they did a great job when it came to bang. Bangs are okay. I've tried a couple of them. I'm just not into that size of a drink anymore. Right. I, I've learned hey, if I'm going to drink something, I'm just going to drink water. Again, probably not the smartest idea in the world because I'm putting a ton of plastic into the environment. Plastic for the environment is not good. So it's one of those things where 
are you doing it yourself or the world to dis, you know, something bad either way? Sure you are. But I just try to think to myself, all right, I'm going to drink a water. I'm going to have a bang. I'm going to get home safely. I'm going to let the world think about itself. I'm not going to try to, you know, change the world tonight. I'll think about it tomorrow. Well, and also as a quick aside, I think, Chad, the reason why it's so big with uh, with Rutherford specifically is, as JT pointed out, the flavor options and the fact that it's all zero everything. It's no calories and da 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 da. With Red Bull, especially in the early days, you had like regular and then maybe sugar free at a certain point, and that yeah. was still sugar and chemicals and calories. Whereas Bang and Rain are both zero, so it's like okay, it's not like I'm chugging Mountain Dew, right. but I'm still you know never gonna sleep again and. <laughs> this tastes like candy. So that's my that's my theory. I haven't seen yeah. rain yet. I'll have to look that one up. I don't I don't know rain. I've the seen only one the I bag. like is uh, is creamsicle. I like the creamsicle rain. All the rest can uh, 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 suck my dick. I don't know. I, I really <laughs> tried to come up with something more clever than that, but that's my catchphrase. So there you go. But most of all yeah, right. most of Florida indies is is all like bang this, bang that. So it's yeah, like yeah. Uh, Sure. So, uh, Zach Romero, oh. I, I do believe this is the time of the show where we uh, tag you in for the infamous final two question. Perfect time. We've we've bonded over uh, energy drinks. Time to bring the whole energy of this conversation <laughs> real low. Uh, so, unfortunately, in the incredible performance art that we all love uh, called professional wrestling, we lose a lot of talent early. And so... Uh, JT, I'm particularly interested to hear your thoughts on this since you have gotten to work with legends and with, you know, uh, these these mainstays of wrestling. Who is a talent that is no longer alive that you would have loved to have worked with, be it wrestler, promoter, manager, personality, whomever? What ghost would you want to fight? Uh, you know what? There's a lot of really cool ghosts when you look at professional <laughs> wrestling. That's a great line. You know what? Wouldn't it be cool if we had like a ghost hunter, but it was strictly based around professional wrestling ghosts? Even if it was on like the WWE network, you had AJ Styles going to look for King Kong Bundy or something. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> but uh, so I've answered something like this before. Um, but because 2020 has been a bitch to us all, um, one of the people that was taken during 2020 that if I could wrestle, I know I would have had the time of my life with, was Tracy Smothers. Oh, wow. Um, and a lot of people in the Midwest um, had a chance to work with Tracy Smothers. Um, and I was super jealous when one of my, uh, one of my fellow graduates, Adam Bockler, he wrestles by the name Sensei Bach. So he's the world's greatest martial arts master. And he got to become really good friends with Tracy Smothers. And I, he got to have a match with Tracy Smothers. And I was so jealous because it, it's not about whether Tracy Smothers was on the level of greatness or whatever you want to call it, like Macho Man Randy Savage. It's Tracy Smothers embodied what professional wrestling is. And not only his generation, but the generation now. He cared about everyone and the people that were giving their lives to something that he loved. And one of the things that 
Tracy would always say in his matches, uh, especially later into his career, I saw multiple times where he would look at his opponent and he would say, we're going to have a dance-off to the death. And the first time that I heard that, I go, oh my God, I have to wrestle this man someday. A dance-off to the death? Are you kidding me? And everybody that ever was in a locker room or wrestled Tracy Smothers had so many stories about him that I'm so jealous that I never had that chance to just be in his presence and soak in the love that that man was just emanating out onto the world. So if I could look across from one of the formerly uh, fully blooded Italians, the <laughs> Tracy Smothers, the wild-eyed Southern boy, man, if I could have had him across the ring from me and just yell at me that we're going to have a dance-off to the death, that's what I want. Excellent. That's actually our first uh, Tracy Smothers answer we've gotten on the show. I, I heard a great Tracy Smothers story that I, I have to share because uh, I, 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 from everything I saw and from everything I heard about him, he, he sounded like an absolutely wonderful person. I guess, um, and I don't think he was shy about talking about this, uh, while working the indie scene, he had a uh, you know, a shoot job, a side job as uh, would deliver pizzas, I guess. And he had wrestled like, I guess, a fairly big match like the weekend before and uh, had to deliver a pizza like the next day at work. And the guy who he was delivering the pizza to recognized him. And he goes, holy crap, you're Tracy Smothers. That's great. He goes, you had that big match yesterday. Did you end up winning that match? He goes, well, I'm delivering you the fucking pizza. So apparently not. Hand it up. <laughs> I hope that story's true, but I, I heard that from somebody and I thought that was oh somebody I think it shared that after just after he passed. And I thought that was absolutely hysterical. Wow. Uh, All right. So final question here. Uh, here we Here's one, by the way, I bet you haven't answered before. That's true. Yes. Ooh, yes. Okay. We were a little okay. put off. We we're like, oh, we thought we were original. <laughs> uh, we here at the IndieCast believe that every animal in nature is given certain evolutionary traits to ensure its survival. So giraffes have long necks, rhinos have the big horns, et cetera, et cetera. Our belief is that human beings as an animal, their evolutionary trait is their ability to use tools. So that being said, Booty King, JT Energy, if you could fight any animal, what would it be and what weapon would you use? Oh, my God. I have to fight the animal? Yes. Now, it can be fake. It can be uh, mystical. It can be uh, fictional. If that helps the, the decision-making process. Uh, is this on pay-per-view? Well, I, I would hope so, so we can all get paid. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> is it a fight to the death? Um, I would say fight to the uh, real stinger injury, just a real ouch. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, you know what? Let's, let's keep it. I'm going to keep it really relevant uh, with 2020. <laughs> and everybody, everybody knows what 2020 is synonymous with. And that, of course, is the Tiger King. Okay. So if, you could, if you could see JT Energy step into uh, whatever this environment is, uh, maybe with a Bengal Tiger, I have a feeling we might get some pay-per-view buys. And okay. it's going to be okay. over. It's going to be over really quick. Um, uh, what weapon would I have? 
Would it be a dance off to the death? No, yeah. Hey, hey, leading the your honor, leading the witness. I was leading the witness. witness. I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't help. Okay, so uh, you know, you're right. Um, my weapon that I'm bringing is I'm bringing the ghost of Tracy Smothers. Okay, to, <laughs> all to right. Dis- to distract the tiger, so that way I can jump on its back. Okay, Tracy, ghost Tracy Smothers with a big slice of ghost pizza. That uh, you can't eat, even if you're victorious. And Tracy's father did fight a, and he did fight a bear at one point in time. So that's yeah, absolutely. So even if I start losing, uh, Tracy can at least yell something that worked on a bear at some point that's for me true. to try on the tiger. <laughs> I I feel as an adjacent idea, you could fight a tiger, uh, using a slice of pizza, like a slice of not ghost pizza. But the caveat is, is, it would the fight would have to be on your birthday. Because it's like, look, man, the only thing between you and this slice of pizza is this fucking tiger. And you'd be like, that cat is going down. What if what if what if my weapon is just Carol Baskins and I put her in front of me and that way we get revenge on her ex-husband and then the tiger's happy and just leaves me alone. I mean that's thinking that's thinking with portals. Well done. Okay, good. Well, so this is the time in the episode where uh, one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call and get your shit in. Uh, so if you let people know where they can find your social media, your merchandise, etc., etc., the floor is yours. Okay, here's how you support me, how you keep, uh, I would like to say my pockets lined, but that's, we haven't got that big yet. I'm hoping to have my pockets lined someday, so that way I can put even more merchandise and content in front of your beautiful eyes. If you want to find me on almost any form of social media from Facebook to TikTok, feel free to just search DJ, the word click, the letter N, and the word play. DJ click and play. That's what I am on pretty much everything. I just took my old handle and I said, screw it. I'm JT Energy, but we're keeping the DJ click and play. At least it's a good conversation starter. I also have a YouTube. I'm at 146 subscribers on YouTube, and I would greatly appreciate if you go over there, hit the subscribe button. If you want to mute me or whatever, feel free. But I promise if you want to see some good quality, entertaining professional wrestling matches or dance videos, go check out my YouTube. That's what I've been building this whole quarantine to give people content when there isn't live stuff to witness any further. Mm. Um, if you if you want to support me, follow me on all forms of social media. I'm always trying to sell stuff, whether it's trading cards, stickers, buttons, magnets, uh, keychains. I love to send you stuff in the mail so that way that you can support me. I promise I won't steal your money as long as you don't steal my money. If you want to support me and wear something on your body, whatever part you choose to, you can head over to two different websites. There is a website called Lucha Lee Bear. That's L-I, the word bear. So Lucha Lee Bear. I have the wet-ass professional wrestler t-shirt over there exclusively on that website. So if you want to get a, a cheeky present for the holidays. Oh, go- Go buy that. Uh, go buy that <laughs> present for somebody. Okay. Uh, I also now uh, have a pro wrestling tees store. 
thank goodness, which that's awesome too. If you just search JT Energy on Pro Wrestling Tees, I have three different designs up there right now. I promise you, my DMs are always open. I don't care if you ask about knowledge, if you ask about who's a good gear maker, who can make you logos, who can, if you want music ideas, I just love to talk about professional wrestling. I'm trying to make it as far up the ladder as I can for as long as this sport will have me. But I also want to give back. And if you have things or questions that you want answered, I don't have a lot of knowledge. I've only been doing this thing for a handful of years, but I love to give back to people. I'm not in my 20s. I'm in my 30s. So I have life experience when it comes to what's worked and what hasn't. Please support me on social media. I'm not going to beg for stuff. I'm just like every other independent professional wrestler that's out there. There's some really cool guys out here that are just trying to take things that you saw as a kid and just make them better. Whether it's at your local armory, your local fair, uh, your local whatever, or wherever you see professional wrestling, we just want to do cool things to you. So when you find cool professional wrestlers that really resonate with you, make sure you follow them and you talk to them because they really appreciate that. And in times like 2020, it's hard for a lot of us to keep our dreams alive when we're busting our ass in the gyms and at home when all we want to do is make sure that the fans that love professional wrestling keep loving professional wrestling. So if you want to support me, please support me. If you have any questions regarding anything, JT Energy, DJ Click and Play, I'm always open. Whether you want to have me on a podcast or you just want to DM me and chat about wrestling figures, I don't care, man. I just love pro wrestling. <laughs> I love the indie cast. I love you guys. Aww. It's been a great night. Well, thank you, JT. We indeed. really appreciate it. Well, thank you, JT, for being for being on the show with us today. Obviously, uh, this this what definitively two part episode. Yes, uh, we did it. So we did it, kids. We did we it. We enjoyed the two parter. We did it. Oh, we haven't had oh, one in a while, so thank and, you for breakfast. And after that really long rant, don't you forget that I'm the mother booty king, and I'm not a nice guy. So if you come to a show and I get in your face, you damn where, but you you better boo me. Or I'll That's make true. you boo me. I am the Michael Jordan of missing. <laughs> I am an arrogant son of a. All right, I'm gonna chill out now, because I've been <laughs> so I've been so nice you for have. so long that I had to let a little bit of me out. But you if you want to get the if you want to get the full effect, go to www.patreon.com/scwpro and support me by seeing what I do at the local SCW Pro shows. Um, because I'm doing some pretty messed up stuff on a regular basis that get a lot of people talking. And I promise you've never seen anything like me. And if you have seen something like me, slide into my DMs because I need to change who I am immediately because I don't <laughs> want to be like anybody else. And I would like to sit and I would like to state for the record, sir, you might want to check your numbers. That's definitely 147. I definitely did. There we I definitely go. fairly recently. So, uh, <laughs> We're moving that number up for you, and hopefully we'll keep moving it up for you. So, uh, Speaking of moving those numbers up, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this show right now, if this is the first time you're hearing the IndieCast, you should be subscribing to us, too. Uh, so go do that on whatever your podcast catcher is. Uh, but anyway, uh, for other t- any other time, we thank all of our wrestling nerds for listening to us today here on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Until next time, everybody, uh, I am, as always, Chad Allen. I am Zach Romero. 
And until next time, everybody, we always say, Deuces. Hercules Mulligan! A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are. We're touching wieners. Not touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin.